Thanks for downloading the Beyond the Money podcast. If you hear anything on today's show that you need clarity on or to make that first consultation, give the team a call, 727-334-0024 or always online at mycampbellandco.com. As always, thanks for listening. Now, let's get to the show. Jackie, let's get to it because there is just so much going on this weekend. The Fed has raised the interest rates by 75 basis points, the biggest jump since 1994, and more could be on the way. I'd like for you to hear this clip from CNBC's Rick Santelli. He says that this could help inflation, but unfortunately don't expect to drop anytime soon. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Even if the Fed gets these inflation numbers down to two, two and a half or three percent by the uh, end of next year, let's say, that that doesn't mean prices are going down. That just means they stop going up. And I'm sorry, as they look at prices, whether they pay for milk or eggs or houses or gasoline, it's about moving down that they're most interested in. And I don't see that on the horizon anytime soon. Explain this to me, 75 basis points. What does that mean for my portfolio? And are there any pros to raising interest rates? Well, it depends on exactly how you're investing and depends on if you're paying the interest. So 75 basis points is the same as, you know, 0.75, three quarters of a point. Uh, so, you know, that's that's pretty easy math. But yeah, this is the highest that the Federal Reserve has ever raised the interest rate. And, you know, just kind of I guess one way to put it is that just means you're going to pay a lot more for everything you're buying. And a couple things that, you know, it's like I'm like my mind's going a lot of different directions right now, but I just right. want to step back in and explain a couple things. So like the core CPI that you're hearing about, the consumer pricing index, they have excluded food and energy. So if you're hearing 8%, 9%, core CPI increase year over year, that's not including the two most expensive things that you are paying for right now, your food and your energy. Okay, are they doing that to kind of buffer the numbers a little bit, or what's the reasoning behind that? I'm really not sure. I haven't done that kind of investigation Mm -hmm. or research, but it kind of seems that way. But this has happened, you know, a couple of years ago, so I don't know that it's like a current thing. Okay. But but that's very distorted. And, you know, the the gentleman who, uh, that Rick Centelli, he's really high strung. He's pretty intense. (laughs) I could not drink coffee and be around him all the time. But, (laughs) but, you know, that's what it's like when you watch the news every day, all day. That's all they talk about is this hype about, you know, inflation and the supply chain and the market going down and going down and going down. And it's very, very, very stressful. And that creates a lot of fear. And, you know, the most important thing is just to come back to that 10,000 foot view and, you know, step up, you know, what is most important to me and what can I control? We cannot control inflation. We cannot control the raising interest rates. And yes, the Fed's waited too long to raise the rates. That's why we have the problem that we have. This, The impact that it's having on the market, they're going to be mindful and part of the Federal Reserve's job is to not impact the financial markets, but it's going to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hear people all the time, oh, you know, that's okay. They'll be giving stipends out. No, I don't think they're going to this time. There's no way we're going to do it. If you look back in 2020, this was an anomaly. This affected the supply chain. It's affected things that we have never seen in history in our lifetime. There has been quantitative easing that started back since Bush number two, 
2008. Remember, you know, when the, the banks couldn't fail, mm-hmm. so the government bailed them out. GM couldn't fail. The government bailed them out. Quantitative easing uh, starting in 2009, you know, giving out money and loosening that money supply into our economy. And then you've got 2020 comes along with coronavirus, $10 trillion the United States put back into the economy. $10 trillion. Mm. $20 trillion was put in globally so that's $30 trillion put into the economy. Now everybody's got money to buy everything. And that is what's making inflation so high. Yes, the supply chain is impacted because there's too much demand. Demand is driving the price. So it's a cycle. And and I agree, it's going to be a problem for a while. And I don't think that shiny white horse is going to come in, call the government and yeah. bail everything out this time. So again, going back to what is most important to you, you know, Mark, you and I can't single handedly control everything going on with the financial markets or the economy or the interest rates or inflation but we can look at the opportunities that are there and i think there is no better time than right now 2022 and we focus on 50 and older the second 50 years of your life that's right you because that is where you're like you're about to be out of earning years what is going to happen if your 401k has gone down 10 15 20 25 percent you have to create your own paycheck because pensions are a thing of the past for the most part mm-hmm. so you know now we as individuals we as employees have to create how we're going to get that mailbox that monthly paycheck and working with a professional advisor is now probably the top thing that should be on your list 727-334-0024 jackie campbell you hit the nail on the head look we cannot control the interest rates we cannot control the market we cannot control inflation but we can control when we put a plan together 727-334-0024 always online at mycampbellandco.com and while it feels like everything is out of control you offer market guard at campbell and company it's a system it's a methodology that only a fraction of financial advisors across the country have access to explain market guard to me a little bit and how it can really help in times like these with such a volatile market well market guard is perfect for times like these because 2022 is different and market guard is a strategy that was created with one simple goal in mind to help empower clients with the highest probability of investment success now think about that the highest probability of investment success who doesn't want that and you know what do you do do you buy low when is the low all those things are to be determined and you know this is not just a united states economy anymore it's a global economy so even economics 101 is different than it was 10 20 30 years ago so market guard actually uses algorithms and you know i'm a big fan of math i'm a nerd <laughs> i was on the math team you know market guard uses the methodologies that are mathematical non-emotional and it's about what is your speed what kind of risk can you tolerate because believe me people are happy when everything is green and going up and increasing in value and they're willing to take more risk but Mm -hmm. people slow down and retract and start drawing and clawing back when things start going the other direction so just having a professional advisor that uses a proprietary methodology such as market guard that helps you make decisions without using your emotions you know jackie i love that you said that you're a math nerd because i love that in my financial advisor because that means you understand it better than i do 727-334-0024. 
the opportunity to take advantage of Market Guard from Jackie Campbell and the team at Campbell and Company is available when you call 727-334-0024. Or maybe you just want to get a little more in depth. Explain it a little bit more to me. Nothing wrong with having that conversation. Always online at mycampbellandco.com. And Jackie, I want to go back to something you said a couple of minutes ago. The questions we ask ourselves in the second 50 years of our life. Detail that for me a little bit more. What should we be focusing on? Well, you know, until you get there, you really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes you have to go a few years past that 50 mark before it really sinks in. Um, So prepare me. (laughs) What should I be thinking about as I get there? That's right. Well, you know, when you're under 50, right? I mean, this is a great opportunity for somebody who's in those earning years, but you're focused on four different questions. You're focused on, you know, getting your debt under control. You're focused on building your credit. You're focused on increasing your savings amount into your retirement plans and saving for the future. And you're also looking at, um, you know, controlling what I say, debt expenses, Mm -hmm. building your credit. So four different things. So totally different mindset. Once you hit that 50, 50 year mark. I mean, there's many people there's I forget what the statistics are, but there's more people now than in history living past the age of 100. So it's a real true possible thing. But once you get to 50, you're pretty much halfway there mathematically, right? You're Mm -hmm. at the top of that hill. So different questions come up. And the number one thing that we hear most often, and it's going to be worded a little differently, but number one, can I retire? Will I have enough money? I am tired. I don't want to continue working. This was my plan. Or maybe I have health issues. Whatever the reasons are, basically they've hit that brick wall. And can I afford to retire? Mm -hmm. And the second question that we hear most often is, can I afford the lifestyle that I want to live? Mm -hmm. And Mark, the answers could be completely different. We could say, yes, you can afford to retire for question number one, but question number two, well, you kind of need to be a little bit more realistic in some of your goals or maybe right now, you know, with inflation, we don't get the RV and travel across the United States or we come up with a, you know, a, a different plan or a shorter route or whatever, but you might not be able to live that true lifestyle that you want or maybe you can afford to live the lifestyle that you want and even improve your lifestyle. Because, you know, looking back if past generations, the baby boomers, you know, they've grown up completely different mindsets with money because their parents, if they had a million dollars, they still were broke. Yeah. Right. I have nothing. We're, we're not going to have money to feed ourselves next month. And it didn't matter how much and how many zeros they had in their accounts. So totally different mindsets. I think they're, And the third thing that we hear often from our clients is, can I afford to help my kids? Mm -hmm. And that's really important. I mean, you know, you're a dad, you have a child, you know, I typically see moms that want to help their kids and give more to their kids, you know, during their lifetime because they want them to enjoy it or they want them to not struggle, you know, maybe like they did as, as a young couple, no, with you, a young family. You can say we spoil her. We want to spoil our kids right now. Oh, ab- absolutely. We, Especially we, we, do we that. become grandparents. Tell me you don't spoil grandbaby Drew. Oh, yeah. Well, you <laughs> saw the picture with her in the swing. I mean, she's got a swing. She's got a little swan rocking mm-hmm. horse. I mean, she's got one of everything. She's taken over our complete house, Mark. As she's supposed to. That's her job. <laughs> well, she doesn't live with us. <laughs> <laughs> but th- again, that's the best part of being about a grandparent. You can give her right back. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, but but helping, you know, pay for their college, your children, your grandchildren, that's really 
one of those things that's, you know, really most important. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, focus on the things that are important, most mm-hmm. important to you. And normally family is going to be at the top of that list. And charity, many people are charitably inclined and they, you know, they're, they're tithing or they're, they're giving to charity, their favorite charities, you know, each and every year, or maybe through qualified charitable distributions from their IRAs, which is a really great tax efficient way that we, we plan with most of our clients over the age of 72. So you get the best bang for the buck, you know, but maybe they want to give more. Maybe they want to do something for a scholarship or give another 10,000 or 50,000 or, you know, something a little bit extra. Right. During their lifetime. Can you afford to do that? So we will go through and test those things for them and give them some clarity on that. And the number one question, I think, is probably the most important for anyone as you go through any kind of financial retirement planning. But I don't hear that one, this one, as much. What's that? Have I done enough? Have I done enough? Did I live enough? Have I left a good legacy? Do I have things tied up with a bow for my family? Did I travel and do things with the ones that I love and care about the most? Mm like we had talked about and planned. Mm -hmm. And, you know, did I really live the life that I had dreamed of? You know, you work so hard and save and scrimp and, you know, save for that future last second 50 years of your life. And you're afraid because you don't know the math. You Mm -hmm. don't test the plan. And working with a professional that is going to keep that and consider that mathematical, non-emotional viewpoint. You know, we we have no problems telling somebody, hey, we think you need to do something a little bit extra. We got to cut back on some of the expenses or, you know, maybe don't give to the kids as much as you were thinking. We tell those difficult things to people when they ask it, because why? People don't want to run out of money. That is their number one concern yeah. for retirement. 727-334-0024. So you reach out to Jack Campbell and the team at Campbell and Company Wealth Advisors and CPAs. And Jackie, yeah, I was taking notes as you're talking to me this weekend. And some of the things you said to focus on those second 50 years, controlling your expenses, getting your debt under control, building your credit, and increasing your savings. Was that close on that? That was your first 50 years. That's my first 50. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's your first 50. That's so first yes, 50. if you're 50 or over 50 and you haven't done those things yet, you're right. There is a, like in math, you know, there's an order of operations, right? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. That's right. And, you know, with financial planning, there is an order of operations. There's certain things that you should be doing as a priority. And I love teaching my nieces and my nephew and, and the, the younger generations about that order of operations for saving because they have that one advantage that you and I don't necessarily have. And that is T-I-M-E. Time, time, time. Yep. Well, okay, let me ask you this. We're talking about the second 50 years as we prepare and mm-hmm. get a little bit closer to retirement. At Campbell & Company, who are you talking to? At what age do you think is the right time to come in and really start building that retirement portfolio? I think 55 is the key age. Just because, you know, 50 to 55, most people, you know, unless you're in law enforcement or first responder, you're not going to retire at age 50. You're going to have a plan to, an act to, a uh, second act. And that's what we talk about on the Beyond the Badge podcast. Because many of those first responders do retire at a young age and don't completely retire. Mm-hmm. You know, but I would say 55, we call it the retirement red zone. Five years before your retirement date and within five years after. So really any time, I mean, if you're 50, you need to be doing retirement planning. Right. <laughs> and most people think of retirement planning as a negative thing because like me, I'm an entrepreneur. 
I don't plan to fully retire. I would over volunteer myself and probably <laughs> buy too many things for my granddaughter. So, you know, it's all about you and what's important to you and what keeps you satisfied. And again, at the end of your life, have I done enough? Did you keep yourself happy and content doing those things, whether it's giving back to the community or, you know, using your left side of your brain, mm -hmm. um, you know, for math or whatever it is, you know, it's just about having a plan. And we go in through all those questions about most people want, want two things with anything that they save. They want growth mm -hmm. and they want to protect what they've saved. Mm-hmm. That's tough in these markets, but working with the wealth advisor, you can certainly look at alternatives. You can certainly have a plan that's put together, a complete plan that is going to tie to your risk tolerance. We call that risk allies, where we assess everything and everything has a number, one to 99. And if you've got some accounts that are gonna be a, a 70 or an 80, and your risk is a 25, and I think the lowest I've ever seen was a 10, it's just about getting those things in alignment so that you're going to be able to stay the course over time. But when do you take Social Security? Mm -hmm. When do we turn on income? How do we have an income? I think the 401k has been a failed experiment. The government decided years ago, let's do the 401k. Let's empower the employees to create their own retirement accounts. And that has been not successful for most people mm -hmm. because they don't save enough. They take money out when they want to buy something on a whim or intentional and to pay down their debt or whatever, pay for college. They're taking money out of their, they're borrowing from savings numbers and savings accounts that that money was earmarked for your retirement. You're not going to get that pension. And 2035, we've got some troubles coming with the Social Security Fund. What is that going to mean for you? You know, working with an independent, non-emotionally attached professional advisor who doesn't just look at how to invest the money and how to grow it and protect it, especially in times like these, but also the complete order of operations, looking yeah. at your deck pages for your home and your auto, looking at, you know, should you have an umbrella policy, looking at should you have I-bonds as part of your portfolio, which are paying 9.6%. I don't think I've said that two or three times <laughs> lately. What should you be doing? Should you pay off your mortgage or should you, you just, you know, keep your mortgage and, and cause maybe you have a two and a half or, you know, 3% interest rate. What should you do and looking at all of those things together that's what that's why I became a certified financial planner because I saw the need of it I saw that all these financial professionals were not communicating and that is something that is extra value for somebody that works with us here at Camley Company because we do have multiple licenses uh, you know I mean I'm a unicorn you are I'm, I admit it. Yeah, no, don't admit it. Be proud of it. Pat yourself on the back. I'm also a unicorn that likes math. So, you know, what a win-win. And, and what that means is not only do we do that complete or proper financial planning, all those different angles and aspects, 360 degrees, but we also truly understand taxes and what that means and how taxes are going to go up. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, we got a lot of problems coming. All these people that keep rolling that gain down the road with the 1031 exchanges on real estate. I, I think there's there's going to be some challenges coming up in the future. And you know, we can certainly talk about that at a different time. But you know, having someone, a professional who's going to be able to talk about all those things, look at your entire plan. I mean, there's just not a better time than 2022 to get, get an advisor. Now, the Beyond the Money tip of the day. 
well, you know, I think we should change this from the tip of the day to what would Jackie do? Because that's <laughs> that's what a client emailed me the other day as, as her subject line. But IRS, they will not email you. So be cautious. There are spammers. There are people always texting and they use the official logo for the IRS. But just be very, very cautious of that. If you're not you know, sure about it, make sure and reach out to your tax professional to see if this is legitimate or not. Jackie Campbell is an investment advisor representative with MarketGuard, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situations. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.